This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. This is without question the most comfortable red sweater I've had on in six years. Uh, playoffs? What are you doing with a school bag on stage? You can't even read. If I don't eat breakfast, I'm f***ing pistol. And it's a deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Come around. Reverses it. And the pass goes into the end zone. The Nick and it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Alba inside. It's Messi. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and I personally can confirm that Jason Kelsey did eat his breakfast this morning. Welcome to the almost world-famous Wide Open Sportscast. I am Feds. I'm Rick. And we're so glad to be back with you guys. Um, Our apologies for being away for the last week or two. I'm sure it's been all over the news, the wild northeast weather we've been having. Yeah, uh, our, uh, our studio was experiencing some technical difficulties where we didn't get power back for like the whole weekend yeah we were planning to record uh last friday but then this freak nor'easter came out of nowhere and it's funny it seemed like along the new jersey pennsylvania borderline for me living in ewing literally right across the river virtually from our studios my power was perfectly fine and then our studio was out for about a weekend yeah and then we planned to get together this week as well, but then got hit with another storm this week, which brought about what? How many did you get? I got like seven inches by me. Uh, I feel like I didn't get that much, but some of the power around here also got knocked out because of it. Where, where my parents live in North Jersey, they got nineteen inches. Holy shit! Nineteen inches of snow. My mom said she never saw anything like it, and my dad is now up in Lake Placid doing tobogganing and Ooh, riding out. Jet skis from on the snow, so I bet he's really, really happy. You, you mean snowmobiles? Snowmobiles. Jet skis on the. <laughs> I woke up from a nap an hour ago. Nice. But yeah, so what have you been up to, bud? It's been a while. Well, I uh, I did a little bit of traveling. Went out to Wisconsin uh, for a little trip, uh, showing off some of my company's product, and then also doing a ton of drinking. Because. Wisconsin and people that raise birds and pheasants, they do a lot of drinking out there. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's nice to take a couple days of not drinking, mm-hmm. like, you know, so I can recuperate for whatever I'm going to do next. So I'm all good now, Just ready to go. Boogie out later. Yeah, man. And uh-huh. speaking of drinking, you had uh, experience this morning. Yeah, it was great. Um, so, big shout out to Broken Goblet Brewing in Bristol, Pennsylvania. Uh, my girlfriend had given me a hint about this event they were having during the Super Bowl parade. And after the whole thing, the Eagles was being the center of the universe for football, winning the Super Bowl, the brewery went, and we got to do something Eagles related. So, long behold, they see Jason Kelsey in his mummer's outfit during his speech. Doing the, no one likes us, we don't care. And what they decided to do is they took a screenshot of Jason Kelsey during the rant and said, that has to be the cover for our new beer. And it was an unfiltered, cursing, laced speech. So they decided to call it the, no one likes us, we don't care, unfiltered IPA. And they had their release event this morning. Uh, Got out of lacrosse practice 
went and drove over to Bristol, sat outside for about an hour and a half, was reading my book. And they were saying, like, you know, we want to start giving the beer out, but we can't at the moment. They just kept saying, like, people kept asking, like, we can't, we can't, we can't do it yet. You'll see, you know, you'll see why. And then out of nowhere, pulls in this giant 4x4 truck. Guess who's driving the truck? Uh, one and only? The one and only, soon to be mayor of Philadelphia, Jason Kelsey. Oh, God. He also brought Connor Barwin with him, too, because the deal was, he said the brewery can put Jason Kelsey on the label, him and his mummer's outfit, only if 10% of the funds that came from the beer went to Connor Barwin's charity, which goes towards improving infrastructure and building playgrounds in, like, impoverished areas. Very nice. So, sitting there... Walking up, Jason Kelsey was taking pictures of everyone signing autographs. And then I got pretty close up to him, and then that's when he had to leave. They told him that they wanted him to go walking up and down the line to go meet everyone. So shook yeah. Jason Kelsey's hand. He is a monster of a man. Oh, and they say it. that he's small for a center. <laughs> I, I don't want to know what the other big guys look like then. But yeah. he was very friendly, said hello. A lot of people were telling him, you know, yeah, hungry dogs run faster. People are trying to get him to sing the no one likes us, we don't care. He was busy drinking his own beer and eating some of the roast beef they had. Uh, but I got the last... He he autographed a bunch of beer cans of the um, Crowlers. It was an only in a 32-ounce can, and you only got one per person. I got the last one that him and Connor Barwin autographed currently sitting in my fridge. Very nice. For when I want to use it. And then went inside and wanted to get some of the 14 ounce pours just to say i tried it because i want to save the obviously save this for a special occasion because it's a limited release beer they only had 500 cans of it and i got mine and as soon as i get mine they ring the bell saying okay guys kegs are tapped uh okay i mean kick kegs are kicked no more jason kelsey beer rough so i got the last 32 ounce autographed jason kelsey beer can and got the last pour that they had for a while at the brewery. Ooh. Someone told me I should go play the lottery. Yeah, uh, you should go play the lottery. Uh, hopefully, dude. One of those scratch offs that get you like a like ten thousand bucks a week. Dude, that'd be amazing. Or a month, whatever it is. But that'd still be awesome. That would be unreal. I feel like I'd I'd rather do that uh, lottery than like try to win like a whole bunch of money at once because I yeah. feel like I'd be a lot more responsible with ten thousand dollars a week. Then, or, or a month, whatever. Then like millions all yeah. handed to you at one time. Yeah, I'll just spend so much money on cars. <laughs> but True that. Yeah. But with that, uh let's jump into it. But before we get into it, uh we we are on Twitter. Follow us on wide open underscore sports. Also follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud where this will be released and many of our other rants and stuff will be released who can forget the famous feds versus soccer rant exactly and with that let's do feds versus march madness how you Yay. feeling hey. um yeah, you know 50 50 yeah, you know. the part of me do you want do we want the bad side or the good side first let's go bad first you always go bad first. bad side freaking rider man yeah we talked about in our last episode we we're hoping rider university won the mac for its first time since like the 90s was the number one seed and it's finally looking like we're gonna get to the big dance and then saint freaking peter shows up and beats us 66 to 55 up in albany Ryder University is the only school, ladies and gentlemen, that can make history while losing. We were the first one seed in MAC history to lose to a nine seed in the first round. So Iona went on and won the tournament. 
which a lot of people did pick because Iona always shows up in the yeah, tournament. Yeah, Iona's good. But Quinnipiac lost in the first round as well as the three at the. No, Quinnipiac beat somebody else. Niagara was the three seed and lost. Canisius was the two seed and lost. The one, two, and three seeds all lost in the first round. So it was gifted to Ryder. Ryder had just beaten Iona before the tournament started. And it's like, come on, man. But, I mean, they have all freshmen and sophomores. They'll be back. Uh, their only senior this year was a walk-on who was yeah. a student manager. So I think Pretty they'll much. be in good shape. It's just I hope Iona loses by 50. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired of seeing them win our, our uh, conference. But good side. Um, other than Ryder, I am a big Michigan fan. So it was great to watch Michigan win back-to-back -back Big Ten championships, ousting Michigan State in the process not like that title would have counted anyway we'll get into that in a little bit yep but it was absolutely great um big 10 tournament had a lot of great stories yeah that was Rutgers that, made a run out of nowhere that was a lot of fun to watch Rutgers uh Penn State beating Ohio State for the third time this year Penn State we beat are. Ohio State Penn three State. times we'll get into that in a few mm -hmm. uh some of the other power tournament updates we're looking at here uh, UVA will play against UNC for the ACC championship tonight in Brooklyn. I went last year to Duke versus Notre Dame. Uh, I got to go, go with Virginia here. Yeah. Did you see Grayson Allen was at it again? No, I missed this. What's that? Grayson Allen, for those of you who don't know, but I'm sure you all know, is infamous for tripping his opponents. Yeah. Very infamous. Yeah, I know that. In the middle of the game last night, one of the UNC players was running the other direction. Grayson Allen looked behind him, looked forward, and threw him a hip check. Come on, man. And got a flagrant one. Nice. So he tripped someone else again last night. I, I like, I'm trying. <laughs> it's like his fifth or sixth trip. I mean... If if there was fines in the NCAA, once these players get get paid, and I feel like at some point these student athletes, which is the most bullshit term in in the entire human race, uh, once they get paid, shit like that will be finable. I right? mean, it should, or at yeah. least something. Yeah, I agree. He got stripped of captain of the team for one game. Mm. Like, I'm sure he's on, crying man. over that. Oh, well, the one time he did, he was actual mess. Like, a coach had to restrain him on the sidelines because he literally had a mental breakdown. I mean, he uh, he did win his last game at uh, Cameron. At Cameron, yeah. So. Against UNC. So, it's yeah. a good way of going out. And, obviously, Duke still has a tournament. They'll be a favorite to at least make a push. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky will be playing Tennessee for the SEC championship. Kentucky beat Alabama, who had stunned Auburn. Uh, because of Colin Sexton hitting a buzzer beater. But, again, if Auburn won the SEC, that title probably would have been vacated anyway. Still going with Kentucky on that over Tennessee. Yeah. Um, West Virginia, Press Virginia, they're beginning to call them, will play Kansas for the Big 12. And some people are saying that this might be the end of Kansas's strong run. Hmm. And then Arizona, with all that is going on right now with their program, uh, Sean Milligan calling FBI wiretap, trying to ensure the payment of ten one hundred thousand dollars to get their star player, DeAndre Ayton, to attend Arizona. So Arizona is currently undergoing some type of scrutiny, but they will play I, for the Pac-12 championship. I, I'm going to intervene there because part of that wiretap was it was this wiretap was done bef way before. And they said supposed, it was not released. It yeah. was not released. And I also want to say good job on Arizona by sticking with their head coach through this mm -hmm. because so many times – whether it be in business or in sports, you controversy like comes up. Controversy, exactly. 
and they immediately pull the plug on the person. Well, it's it's guilty until proven innocent, or guilty into until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. So they stuck with him, and I wanna I wanna say great job Arizona because I'm so it's so unfortunate. I mean, he very well could. I'm not saying that he may not. It still could be a problem there, but at least they're sticking with him through what is kind of a BS story from ESPN at this moment. Correct. Kinda. Kinda. Correct. There still could be something there. ESPN has had some great fake news stories lately. Between yeah. that, the Patriots falling apart, the mm-hmm. power struggle. You are fake news. Uh, and then Providence stuns Xavier. Maybe might strip Xavier from a number one seed. Ooh. And will play Nova for the Big East title. Let's go Nova. Really, really want to see Xavier Nova again. That's always a great game. But uh, um, I, I'm like a... I'm like a pri- like not private secret Nova fan. No, I like to see them do well. Yeah, small. I mean school. their 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 win a couple of years ago in the in the champion and the uh, NCAA tournament was sick. Ooh, we'll be getting into that in our questionable calls, actually. Yeah. Uh, so let's play a quick game, Rick. And this game is called In or Out. What I'm going to give you is I'm going to give you the background of some of this information for some of these teams. Mm-hmm. Tell me, are they going to make it, or are they not going to make it? First off. The hot topic. We actually ran a poll on this, and we had 100% of the people say that this team should be out of the tournament. Oklahoma and Trey Young. The Trey Young just phenomenon. People saying he's the next Steph Curry. This new phenomenal player, unstoppable, 28 points a game. Oklahoma was abysmal down the stretch, lost in the first round of the Big 12 tournament to Oklahoma State. People may have found an answer to Trey Young. He's still doing pretty well, but they lost a lot of games towards the end. Do you think they get in with a Big 12 that has Kansas, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, who's another bubble team as well. Texas is another bubble team we're not talking about as well. Do you think that they're going to give this edge to this team because they have one star player? And the uh, results are, are most certainly not I, there. I, I, I'm, I agree with the people that answer our polls and that I don't I don't see them. If they do get in, they're they're gonna be uh either first round or second round knockout. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna get far. No. It's just unfortunate for such a star player. I mean, if he if he comes back to Oklahoma and maybe improves that that may be good for him, but I could also see him going straight into the NBA after this season. Because there is another player who is like him, who is the superstar, number one player in the country, on an awful team that didn't make the NCAA tournament either. And that player is now tearing up the NBA and is probably going to be the rookie of the year this year. That mm-hmm. player is Ben Simmons mm. when he was on LSU. Yeah. Uh, secondly, your Penn State. In. Penn State. In. Beats Oklahoma, beat Ohio State in three times this year. In people were saying that if they had beaten Purdue, they were going to be in. In I'm biased. In you're in, Rick's just in. In uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame went down to Duke in the ACC semifinals. A team that struggled a lot this year, but was without Bonds phase uh, Colson, who was their best player. Uh-huh. Great, great player. Came back, started leading them through. Um, to the quarterfinals, but then again, they ran into Duke. Um, Rick, my question for you is with this team, are they going to let them in 
knowing that they have, again, another player, Colson, who's uh, Bonsai Colson, is one of the best players in the, the nation. I would see, he transforms that team like you couldn't imagine. I, I would see them getting in over Oklahoma. I don't, I don't, I mm. like, I'm kind of indifferent about this, but I could, I would, I think I would rather Notre Dame in over Oklahoma. Because then you're also looking at ACC. Yeah. Big 12. Yeah, very true. Very true. Not taking anything away from the Big 12, but that's a conference where Kansas has dominated over the last few years, and you have maybe Texas Tech shows up. Mm -hmm. Or Oklahoma or Texas will make a run. West Virginia always stays in the conversation, but Kansas has won that just so many years in a row. Yeah, I agree. Where the ACC, you have Duke, UNC, Clemson, Virginia, Miami, Florida State, Notre Dame. The list goes on and on. The ACC is just so loaded with talent that I could see Notre Dame possibly getting in. It's going to be close. Um, We're going to skip over the next team and jump to our last team, Rick. Auburn from the SEC, who was the number one seed and lost again to Alabama because of Colin Sexton hitting a game-winning shot. Auburn is another team that was pulled into this scandal, the giant college basketball scandal. That a lot of their successes, I, I don't remember their basketball team ever being this good. Yeah, ever. They, they've had some a couple of runs, but not not like this. Nothing this like is, this. This is definitely their best run. But is this all a direct result from the one and dones, the backdoor deals, using the agencies, and the deal with Adidas? I mean, which I, they were named in. I mean, in I, the initial I'm, I'm always a innocent until proven guilty type guy, so uh-huh. I'm gonna say in. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing has been necessarily proven yet. I mean. The first thing that came out from ESPN was pretty much, I wouldn't say a lie, but, like, misinterpreted. Yeah. So, I would say in for um, Yeah. I think they're – you won the SEC with Kentucky in it. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee's good this year. The SEC actually had a very strong year for basketball, which is surprising because usually everyone makes fun of the SEC in basketball. It's the ACC, the Big Tens are the, are the better ones for there. Uh, so, we will see the bracket tomorrow. The bracket comes out on Sunday for Selection Sunday. We're going to see who's in, who's out. And by some wild chance, Ryder gets a buy-in game. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously doubt that. We will see Ryder in the NIT, though. Yeah, at least. At least the or NIT. At most, whatever, whichever yeah. way you want to look at it. They are, if you win your conference and don't make the NCAA tournament, if you win your regular season title mm-hmm. and don't make – the NCAA tournament, you get an automatic NIT bid. Yeah. I would love to see Ryder in the garden. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be amazing. Uh, but we have to talk about the scandal a little bit. Yeah, sure. You know, it broke while we were on a little break because of our weather, different traveling adventures going on. Uh, a lot of teams mentioned in this. Duke, Kansas. Not Kansas wasn't mentioned. Duke, Kentucky, Arizona, Michigan State giving illegal benefits to some of their players. Uh, Duke was with Wendell Carter, but apparently his wasn't as serious. It was a little small dinner that his mom was at that they didn't even know was going on. So Duke might escape right now at the moment. Miles Bridges receiving benefits from Michigan State. Um, Tom Izzo had a – your computer is freaking out right now. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. (laughs) That's funny. Um, Miles Bridges got benefits from Michigan State, apparently. Um, his mom's flights were taken care of by the school, and the agent that was in question had dinners with Tom Izzo. I just think Tom Izzo... Such bullshit. ...is in 
between this and all the sexual um, assault accusations oh, and cover-ups up going on at Michigan State right now. Yeah, that's not bullshit. I think that Izzo's in – he might be looking at the end of his career. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, at least at Michigan State. Yeah. I, I mean, that's it's definitely not – I. it's pretty bad, but I feel like in, like, the long term, it's not as bad as what Louisville was, was doing. Um, Which Patino still, he had a uh, statement today saying he was assassinated by Louisville. Yeah, well, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Who knows about that one? Um, Dennis Smith Jr. was the surprise for me on this list, getting 60 grand from NC State. Was not expecting that one. Just pay the players. Like I, I this, know how this passionate is such, you are. This is such stupid bullshit. Just pay the players. I mean... I mean, well, the Arizona thing, they had Shaq's son going there next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, then this accusation came out. Decommitted. Which, then he decommitted and is going to UCLA. Correct. So, I mean, it's already cost these teams, and it's not necessarily even proven yet or true. One was even – the Arizona one was proven to be not true. Mm-hmm. Well, not true to it. Still in question. Still in question. But not not necessarily ESPN true. ESPN is well. starting to fall into the CNN fake news category right yeah. now. So you are fake news. But I, I like, I, I mean, that's just my personal response. To that it's just like pay I, the players. I know you're very passionate about. Well, that. like so, what what like the the amount of hypocrisy the NCAA has. I know exactly where you're about to go with, with the this. billion of dollars, just with this. Well, probably billions of dollars that they bring in with just this tournament. Why can't they pay these players? You saw that in total, the NCAA made well over a billion dollars last year yeah. in revenue. And then Johnny Mansell, who has been very active on Twitter trying to make his comeback, retweeted that and said, Hey, NCAA, uh, come find me. I want the payment for those jerseys that you suspended me for. When he was like signing the jerseys and the helmets and mm-hmm. had to sit a quarter or something like that. Bullshit. For it. Yeah, he was like, uh, when you want to come apologize, you can find me here. Yeah. Uh, All I did was sign jerseys. Do you think that this whole scandal is going to affect the tournament? I think when we first heard about it, it sounded like the scandal, the break-off scandal. I think we even said that on one of our past sportscasts. And we've also said on previous sportscasts before, how many times do they say, this is the scandal to end all scandals and nothing happens? Yeah, I mean, no team is going to experience a death penalty of this. Mm -mm. Where the way they were saying it before, it just sounded like 50 of the top uh, program, so we're gonna die. Which, uh, well, there was it was Kentucky, Arizona, Michigan State, Nova barely squeaked by. Kyle Lowry was on the list of that agent, but it was after he had already graduated, so Nova was clean. Okay. Xavier's on there. Seton Hall was it's on like there. a witch hunt. Yeah, Seton, it... Seton Hall might be. Seton Hall gave like twelve grand to somebody. Yeah, according to it, so Seton Hall might be getting in trouble. Um, I'm not even gonna ask you what the ncaa's next steps is because i already know your answer you've already ranted about it yeah uh you know the answer rick wants to pay the players it looks like it's got to be the only answer or join lavar ball's future big baller league yeah i said that in our last pod- Never podcast lost. i mean if once once that goes up the ncaa is gonna go into the gutter mm-hmm. i feel like because the top players i mean no that's not necessarily true the top players are gonna go with with the payment method they and none of these Especially these top players, they know that they're getting into the NBA or NBA NBA mm-hmm. at some point, or at least the G League, where they'll get paid as well. Like these, 
It's a da- it's a dangerous uh, world. But of I also, one and done. I also think that like if I I forget who said it this week, and I completely agree. If if a player commits the NBA and doesn't get drafted, they should be allowed back in the NBA. No, I did see that. I do agree with you. I don't on know that. who said that. Someone the, did. Yeah, it was some some smart guy, obviously, <laughs> that knows what he's talking about. It wasn't about. Coward, was it? Oh, no, it was Steve Kerr. Yeah. It was Steve Kerr that I believe that said that. Because I saw them talk. I said uh, Coward because I saw them talking about it on that. But yeah, yeah you're right. It was Steve Kerr. Yeah, so I. I mean, well, Steve Kerr is actually a really good guy. I like a lot of his sound bites. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I completely agree with that. Did like, you know that Steve Kerr is the re- athlete that Michael Jordan respects the most? Because hmm. Michael Jordan and him got into a fight. He punched Steve Kerr in the face. Ooh. But Michael Jordan said that he respected Steve Kerr so much because Jordan was obviously known as like the bully of the team, didn't pull up with any BS, push people around, piss people off. And no one talked back to him except except for Steve Kerr, and Jordan ended up punching him in the face. Well, good for him. But Jordan said, "I respect Steve Kerr more than anybody else." Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, now you know. Uh, so let us know what you think. We'll be tweeting out everything about the March Madness bracket when it comes out. I'm sure Rick and I will be sharing with you our views on who's going to be winning it all, even though you have a better chance of being struck by lightning 20 times than actually winning and getting a perfect bracket. None of you will be getting the billion dollars Warren Buffett has promised, but you can feel free to tell us about what you think at wide open underscore sports for our Twitter feed. And don't forget to check us out at the Wide Open Sportscast iTunes feed. You can subscribe to us and find us on SoundCloud. So, it's always NFL season. Hell yeah. And the madness begins. With the Browns. Maybe getting up to a five-win program. Dude, I mean, that's better than what they've had the past few years. So, the Browns trading for Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry, and Demarius Randall. In the order, it was Jarvis first, then Tyrod, then Demarius Randall. Uh-huh. Because they got Jarvis Landry, and they're like, well, great, you have Deshaun Kaiser throwing for him. Oops, never mind. We traded him to the Packers for Demarius Randall, and we got Tyrod Taylor. And they still have the number one and the number four pick. Which is, I think, the most amazing part, especially with the, the Jarvis Landry trade. Uh-huh. Like, I, th- I thought at least one of those picks were going for Jarvis Landry because he's such a good receiver. So and Ty- now, yeah, go ahead. It's, Saquon's going to Cleveland. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and 100%. they have Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he's a better quarterback than people think he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did not have a good showing in the wild card game. But, I mean, for the Browns, this is, like, they've been taking, it's usually uh, one step back, two step forward. They've been taking three steps back, one step forward for the past two years. This is the first time they've taken two steps forward. In a very long time. In a very so. long time, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, now they're going to have to add Tyrod Taylor to that famous jersey in Cleveland. Yeah. In, in the one window. But, I mean, hopefully it ends there. And yeah. they can finally take that jersey down. Um, our good friend Jeff Maglachetti with New York Elite Sports. Um, you can follow him. He got some really great stuff at Jeff Mags 5490 Said that he believes that this is the best thing to ever happen to Tyrod Taylor. Because he believes that... Tyrod Taylor is the closest thing the Bills have had to a franchise quarterback in a long time and became the scapegoat of that franchise. Yeah. Sat him for Nate Peterman, who threw five picks and a half and threw him back in. Everything was Tyrod Taylor's fault. Mm -hmm. Now he's going to get a brand new start 
with a team that's just desperate for somebody to do something positive. And a really good receiver and probably a really good running back. Yeah, because now he's going to have Saquon. He's going to have Jarvis Landry. Josh Gordon's back. I wonder who they're going to pick with the fourth pick. That would be interesting. Because, I mean, the number one pick is Saquon. Saquon Easy. is... Easy. I mean, I, I'm I'm a huge Penn State uh, football fan. Saquon, if, if when he goes there, not if, when he goes there, he's going to be in a very good situation for a running back dude did you see his combine oh my god yeah the uh yeah as someone said this the underwear olympics was really good this year was it he had a better 40 than zeke a better bench press than luke keekley and a better high jump than odell that's pretty insane i mean he he's, I mean, uh, right, he was a freak athlete at penn state odell's not jumping very high right now he's pretty grounded yeah well he has a a lot of explaining to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, so how many Browns? How many Browns? There's a lot, 22 Browns on the field, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. Um, how many wins are the Browns going to get? I mean, if they get three this year, that's good for them. Yeah. I, I this mean, is the that, team that's, that's like, can we just win something? That they, should, they should have a parade if they go, uh, like, <laughs> if they win three games instead of having an 0-16 game. <laughs> The three and thirteen parade. The three and thirteen parade. They one hundred percent. Someone should put in a. I forget what they had to do. A permit. They they should put in a permit for that parade. All right, like right now, because I can see them at least winning a few games. I know they are probably. I mean, they're probably gonna win at one or two against the AFC North this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could even be the Steelers. But, I mean, I don't think the Bengals are in such a good situation. Definitely not. So, they could win one of those games and probably win one, one of those games, or either both of those games, or one of those games against the Ravens. I would hope they wouldn't win against the Steelers, but I'm a little biased there. But So, speaking of the Steelers, because the Steelers are trying to make some moves in the NFL offseason, as well as, most importantly, Juju trying to recruit LeBron James to join the Pittsburgh Steelers. You see his last Instagram post? That he went to the game last night? He went to the game last night in a Steelers jersey with the number 23, and the name tag was King James. And and LeBron gave him a high five, and then he was like, oh, my God, like my hand. He was like holding it like, oh, my God, yeah. yeah." So he is trying to – he said if LeBron wants to be the greatest athlete ever, he'll come to Pittsburgh and win a Super Bowl with the Steelers. So Juju Smith-Schuster is on an endless pursuit to try and make LeBron James a Steeler. Uh, I mean, I would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, he is sure an a amazing lot of people, athlete, so. A lot of people. just, just Smith-Schuster put him in Madden, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dude, I love uh, – dude, Smith-Schuster's He's a great Instagram guy. and Twitter, like, you guys should all follow that. I don't know exactly what it is, but just look up Juju Smith-Schuster. It's so great. And just follow all his stuff because he's so good, man. One of our questionable calls in a later episode is going to be rank your best um, athletes as far as social media. Yeah, Juju may be number one. We definitely got to do that. My actually, you know who'd probably be my number uh, my number one? Oh, Kevin Durant. Oh, no, not Kevin Durant. Ah, oh, fuck. Timberwolf. Retired. Retired. Garnett. Jersey. Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Why couldn't yeah. I? No, I'm an idiot for not thinking that, dude. Have you ever have you ever seen his like his Twitter posts from like when Twitter first came around? No. It was so bad. I can only but imagine. Solely, Garnett's so bad. an asshole. 
he is an asshole, but he would say the worst things. I mean, he would use any word he wanted to. <laughs> oh my god. Any word he wanted to, and no <laughs> no one gave a crap back then. Yeah. I mean the the N word. That's like fuck. when that's like when we would go back to our high school Twitter posts. Oh my god. Same thing when no one cared, and you could be like, oh, well, I hate my parents so much. They took my phone for five days. Yeah. Well, that was like another thing that that recently came out. It's not sports related, but uh, SGA in uh, the Student Government Association of uh, Mizu uh, declined or told certain people that are running for president, vice president, that they could not run because of what they said on their Twitter account, on their Twitters, like mm-hmm. when they were in high school. They went back that far and saw some of them say some racist things on there, like "We don't want this." Oh yeah, same um, with. Did you hear about the whole thing with Liverpool and Mason Holgate? When Mason Holgate yeah. shoved Bobby Firmino, and they went back like years to find that Mason Holgate, before he was even like on Everton, was using homophobic slurs on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he deleted his Twitter account. Even for Tottenham, they someone found a Deli Alley sex tape, found him getting a blowjob. Oh, and crap. tweeted it out to the entire world, like, "Oh look, guys, Deli Alley's in a sex tape." Well, I mean, that's that's a different same scenario. thing from when he was like that's, younger. The, the sex tape thing is a very different scenario because I mean, I mean, you shouldn't. Re- I mean, you shouldn't. You would hope that wouldn't get released, but they're they're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. At the same time, I mean, if you want to record yourself having sex, but just watch out once those iCloud hackers come by. Right, and that's exactly what. I happened. mean, that that's different. That was the same thing with. Uh, Paige, uh, the WWE wrestler, yeah, she got caught with like a couple of sex tapes and like like risque photos. That like she she felt so bad about that. I mean that's that's just a Let's whole ask, different uh, scenario. Odell Beckham Jr. about risky. Photos. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about that right now? Uh, we'll go. We'll save it for later. Okay. All right. Uh, because we're gonna go from zero and sixteen to parades to Super Bowl champion parades. As Howie Roseman gets the defense of the Bird Gang's world championship started, acquiring Michael Bennett, once again, for Bitcoin. <laughs> okay. Dude, Bitcoin has been making some great moves as far as trade value professional sports. But no, on a serious note, um, the Eagles bolstered their defensive line even more than they already could have, getting Michael Bennett from Seattle for I, a fifth I will round say this. Pick. I mean, not not to take away he from it. He is old. He, he is losing it a little bit. He is losing it. So I don't know if that's a, it's a benefit or but here's my or thing just now. like it's staying the same. The Eagles are so deep at defensive line. Yeah. The way that they rotate. Yeah. Now on third down, Chris Long, who is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, is only going to be on the field half the time on third downs because it's going to be same with Nigel Bennett. Bradham, Michael Bennett, Fletcher Cox and um, Brandon Graham. Yeah. So, and then they also get more defensive reinforcements. They trade Torrey Smith to Carolina for Daryl Worley. Ooh, offense or defense? Uh, Torrey Smith had a good postseason, had a couple big catches, but I mean, a regular season, he was okay, and he, he had a lot of drops. I mean, and I think I think one of the uh, one of the draft pools is saying that the Eagles are going to take a wide receiver in the first round. And honestly, too, who saw the emergence of Nelson Aguilar like we had this year? Obviously, not any Eagle fan. Not any Eagles fan. They they wanted him off the field. Yeah, some EDP wanted his head ran over with a steamroller. Yeah, but look at how big he was for us. So Bird Gang begins their defense. Maybe starts a dynasty. I'm not trying to get too far ahead of myself, but one dynasty, I think, and you would agree with me on this, is officially over. As the Seahawks not only have traded Michael Bennett, they have released Richard Sherman. 
So, Rick, is the Legion of Boom dynasty closed? Yes. I mean, I I, th- I think that was obvious at the beginning or in the during this last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they're just injury prone. They they didn't look the same. Like the Seahawks are in a rebuilding spot right now. I would I would agree with you on that. Hundred percent. They they they're in a rebuilding spot right now, and I mean, especially with the NFC West the way it is right now. I mean, the LA Rams are going to be good. The Forty ers with Jimmy Garoppolo once he was signed there and was a full time starter, went five and zero. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be good. And that's where Richard Sherman said he would consider. He wants to go a content- to a contender, and the rumored teams are the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Raiders, or the Patriots. I feel I feel like that would be weird to see Richard Sherman on the Patriots. Uh, Given losing to them, which should have been a win in a Super Bowl. What were the other three Pete teams? Pete Carroll with the worst play call of all time. Yeah, what were the other three teams you just said? Dallas, okay. Raiders, 49ers. My pick would either be the uh, Dallas or the 49ers. I'd say the Niners. I, I, I think those two would be the top two picks right I there. I feel like for Dallas, Dallas does have a talented young group of corners head by Michigan's own Jordan Lewis. They have some talented young corners. Mm-hmm. They can learn from Richard Sherman, but like Richard Sherman's getting old too. It's like same thing with Michael Bennett. Yeah. He's still a very valuable player, but is definitely losing it a little bit. Was not know. the is not the Eagles are not getting the Michael Bennett of the Legion of Boom era when they destroyed Denver in the Super Bowl. Same right. with, you know, you're not getting the Richard Sherman of old, but still quality players. Yeah, no, I, I, I can 100% see that. I think Seattle, like you said, has realized the time has come. Yep. Uh, I think it was a good move. So, that's a little bit of talk on the NFL. Again, you can see us talk about those trades and those moves at wideopen underscore sports on Twitter. Let's jump into the NBA, where we had the showdown of the season last night as the Raptors defeated the Rockets 108-105 to end Houston's 14-game winning streak, just like Drake had said, Drizzy Drake was there at the game in his usual courtside spot was even talking crap at the end of the game and was getting in players ears while they're trying to take shots of the rockets at the end of the game um but he said over the microphone this winning streak ends tonight and he was correct i mean 14 game winning streak is still pretty good though the rockets are 32 and 2 with chris paul and harden playing together that's pretty amazing at the same time I, These two teams combined since January 29th are 33-3. and three. Wow. Those are the two hottest teams in the league. It's a great game. Raptors off to the best start in franchise history, 48-17. and 17. They're going to get the one seed. DeMar DeRozan right now is a man possessed. Yes, he is. And I, I, I think they're going to win the East, but again, we're going to get into it in a second, is... Can they keep up with LeBron in a seven-game series? Because I still see the Raptors, for how good as they are, as a a two-and-a-half-man team. Mm -hmm. Abaka's there, but then you've got Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan obviously run the show. Yeah. But can you contain LeBron? These new-look Cavaliers look pretty good. So getting into that actually right now, LeBron made history. LeBron became the first player in NBA history to get – 10,000 points, 8,000 rebounds, and 8,000 assists. He got a 
month-long triple-double average in the month of February after defeating the Nets on February 27th. But over those past few games since he's done that, the Cavs have been about a 500 team, uh, lost to the Sixers, lost to the Nuggets, and lost to the Clippers last night. So they're still trying to find a rhythm. But they do look good. And, I, I mean, it, if Cleveland gets in with the eighth seed, I could still see them going at least to the Eastern Conference yeah, Finals. because LeBron said this, and this is what I was trying to get into with the Raptors, but I figured save it for this point anyway. LeBron says, I don't care about what seed I am. If I'm coming into your building, no matter where we're playing, try and beat me. Mm-hmm. Cocky, typical well, I mean, LeBron, but 100% wait, accurate. What, he's been to what, like 100% last, accurate. last six of the last seven finals, something yeah. like that? Uh-huh. I mean, he has the right to be that cocky. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And he's speaking the truth. Like, most times, I remember when I met Richard Jefferson when I was a kid, and someone asked this question to Richard Jefferson about the playoffs. And Richard Jefferson said that 70% of the time, the better team wins a seven-game series. Mm -hmm. You do have your upsets, but you play seven games for a reason. Yeah. And he said 70% of the time, the best team wins in those situations. Unless you were like... When the Mavericks were crazy that one year and the Warriors swept them as an eight seed. Yeah. So that happens eventually. But LeBron takes one game from you. Say, like, the Cavs are the three seed, right? And they end up getting Boston as a two seed. They play the first two games in Boston. LeBron gets one game from you. You're not being LeBron. And you're not taking a game from him in Cleveland. And then you're going 3-1. At least 3-1. Mm-hmm. Like... It's almost like a disadvantage to have the Cavs play on the road first because then if they get a game off you, you're not winning in Cleveland. Yeah, because they go 2-3-2 two, two yeah. in, the, in the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Which I, I, which makes sense, but it's also kind of silly for me because mm-hmm. I'm a big hockey fan. Where we do the rotation. Yeah, yeah where it's 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. Because you take one game and look at the advantage you have. Yes. You get three straight home games, which is going to be very hard in Cleveland. Cleveland is very upset, though. Uh, three billboards outside of Cleveland. Sixers fans are trying to persuade LeBron to come to the city of brotherly love by placing three bo- um, uh, billboards right outside of Quicken Loans Arena, basically, saying, LeBron, trust the process. Trying to get him to win. And then the Cavs fans put a billboard in Philly saying, hey, Sixers fans, and it's a crown, but it's bent to be the middle finger. I, I know this is not going to be the popular opinion. I hope LeBron James does one more of his specials saying where he's going. I mean, I think he's going to stay with the Cavs at this yeah. point because they're, they're pretty good. They're talking Cavs. They're talking Rockets. They're talking... I can see Rockets. They're talking the Sixers. And I don't see that. L.A. Uh, I can see. I can. I. I don't see the I don't Sixers see him at all. The six, but it's I mean, so the, the other funny. Three, the other three I can see. One because LeBron spends a ton of time in L.A. and I believe his kids are probably out in L.A. too. So I mean, although that makes what he want to go there now and reunite with Isaiah Thomas. True. Uh, two, um, the Rockets. I mean, Chris Paul is like his best friend. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of his best friends. I mean, his best best friends, Dwight Wade. Yeah, but. The one banana his, boat. The banana boat. Carmelo, Chris Paul, uh, LeBron, and Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Wasn't it Gabrielle Union? Something like that. Yeah. But there's so many different names they call them. No, Gabrielle Union, the actress. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I thought you were talking about... I just ran out of coffee, okay? 
And then uh, Cleveland, I mean, that's that's always going to be a, one of the top picks, I feel like, for him. Yeah. I mean, he went away once. I could definitely see it again. I mean, especially towards the latter half of his career. Mission accomplished. He won the title for Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't complain anymore. But I mean, you know they will anyway. They will They will complain. There will be jerseys burnt. Uh, they will damn him for life until he comes back or his jersey gets retired there. And if his jersey doesn't get retired there, that would be the most god-awful thing. Yeah, that would be a so, crying shame. That, uh, would, that would be awful. It's just so funny, though, listening to the Fanatic now when I'm around. And some Sixers fans are a, honestly convinced. Yeah, you could, it's the That's a local local Philly, Fanatic Philly, get it? They are honestly convinced that LeBron is going to the Sixers. Philadelphia, hardcore Philadelphia fans are so high on the Eagles winning a Super Bowl that the entire city of Philadelphia is pretty much convinced that LeBron will be a Sixer every single day. I turn on the radio if I go out to get a coffee during lunch. It's LeBron going to the Sixers. It's out of control, dude. Uh, and then looking at Tank Fest 2018, the Suns defeated the Grizzlies uh, last week in February. Just got to talk about this. The score was 110 to 102. There were more turnovers than shots made in like the first quarter. Fun. Um, the win for the Suns was their first win in the month of February. Uh oh. They're not tanking anymore. No. They won on February 28th, the last day. If they lost that game, they would have lost every game in the month of February. But Adam Silver has promised swift and powerful justice for teams that he um, is um, suspecting are trying to tank. Can't find my words today. I mean, they, they, they dug this hole for themselves, letting these super teams get together. Hey, yeah. I mean, and being like, tank, trust the process. Exactly. Tank. I mean, the if, if he did this, what, like three years ago against the Sixers, I mean, we wouldn't have the process. No, not at all. Which is still a great storyline. Because my opinion. is the process complete yet? Mm. No so, one knows. That, that's the other thing. Sixers fans are convinced that the Sixers can get up to a four seed. Uh-huh. Get a home game. And then they're going to run into Boston uh-huh. and Cleveland. Yep. Who do not have a big man who can stop Joel Embiid. Listen, I'm telling you, the Sixers fans are convinced that the Sixers will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. And will get LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> So let's with that. Let's jump into the NHL. That's too funny. We got it. Trade deadline, NHL. Hey, hey. And the Rangers decide to uh, like throw everyone overboard. And literally almost hung around for a playoff spot. They fell back off again, but they were only like four points off of a playoff spot after they cleaned house and began a rebuild process. So let's go through this. Grabner to the Devils. Mm-hmm. How Nash- do you think that's been paying off so far? I'm a Devils fan. Eh. Not, not that great yet, but, I mean, it's still early. Nash to Boston, which is still very weird to see Nash in a non-blue jersey. Yeah. And then McDonough to Tampa, and that's, that's – I think the Rangers have, have a – this is, like, their own personal record. Whoever's got to be uh, traded next and to the Tampa has to be a captain. The next captain of the New York Rangers is going to be traded to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Same thing because they've uh, done it in the past like two or three seasons. Yeah, they Ryan tried. Callahan had gone along a little while ago, and now McDonough. Uh, Jeff once again tweeted a funny picture. You ever see like, it's like the meme of two Spider Mans pointing at each other? Yeah, 
and Jeff tweeted a picture saying when the Rangers and the Islanders played a night in uh, Tampa, and it was like, oh, you look familiar, you look familiar. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's literally the same exact teams. Um, Pittsburgh got Broussard. And another wild but unbelievable trade. Like, it always seems like on the trade deadline that the Penguins pull off this unreal trade and get some great player that makes their team even deeper. Now their center depth is Crosby in the first line, Malkin in the second, Broussard in the third, and Sheehan in the fourth. It's pretty good. Is this Penguins team better than last year's? Uh, Yeah. Are they going to get a three-peat? God, I hope not. God, I hope not either. <laughs> I hate I hate three-peats. And I just hate Pittsburgh, period. Yeah, that too. Uh, so with this trade deadline, before we talk about some quick uh, stats with where we are in the standings, five first-round picks were exchanged in this trade deadline. It was the most ever. The Detroit Red Wings now hold the most draft picks in next year's draft with 11 picks. Not bad for the Red Wings. Good for them. The Rangers have 10, and the fucking Flyers have 9. Um, so, just got to talk about the Devils, dude. We're in trouble. Yeah. I think we're in trouble. With, um, Columbus's win, we are now a point behind Columbus with a game in hand. We are still in the last wild card spot, but we are only three points ahead of Florida, who is on fire and has three games at hand on us. Do you think we're going to hold on? I don't think so. I mean... It was a good dream at the beginning, but it's over now, I think. Because here's our upcoming run. You ready for this? And I know we were talking about this before we started recording. At Nashville. At Vegas. Yikes. At LA. Yikes. At Anaheim. Yikes. At San Jose. Yikes. At Pittsburgh. Yikes. Home for Tampa. Yikes. <laughs> We've beaten Tampa twice already. We're not getting them a third time. And then home for Carolina. Okay. That's, that should be a win, I hope. Home for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Home Islanders at Canadians, home for the Rangers, home for the Maple Leafs, and end the season in Washington. We definitely do not have the easiest stretch of hand to end no, the season. No, we, we let a few games get away from us this year. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how they do in Smashville tonight. Um, now, lastly, for our last sport, before we jump into our questionable call for the week, just running through some things. Footy, some soccer headlines. First off, Unfiltered IPA rant here. Fuck VAR. VAR. Soccer is trying to experiment basically with like coaches challenge or like video assistant. They call it the video assistant referee. Where if there is quote unquote a clear and blatant error by the official, the game stops. They go check it on their little iPads and then they determine, okay, this was the correct call. Or I have to change my call. This is what happens. The MLS has been doing it already. It's been under use um, effectively. Still not a fan of it. It takes away the passion of the game. Because now half the time you're scoring a goal and you're like, is it good? Is there VAR? And then like a minute later they check. It's like, okay, you scored. Congratulations. Then you get to celebrate. Not as much in the MLS, but... With England, the FA has been trying it out in the FA Cup, and when Tottenham played Rochdale in the FA Cup um, quarterfinals, it, it, not the quarterfinals, the round of 16, dude, it was awful. They scored a goal, Tottenham scores a goal, and then they go, no, this guy on the other side of the field pulled the guy out of the way. Like, he barely touched him, but it was enough, like, no goal. And then a few seconds later, then Tottenham scores again. They go check VAR. Oh, okay, it's a good goal. And then 
Tottenham gets a free kick. No, VAR is a it says it's a penalty. And then they scored a penalty. Well, he didn't run the whole way up, so it doesn't count. He gets a yellow card. Now Rockdale's gonna go and score the other way. Tottenham won the game six to one. They were playing the team that's in the bottom of League One. So it was gonna be a given result anyway. But it literally took two, three minutes each time to review what the hell was going on. And it just slows the game down, takes the passion out of the game. Everything now is like VAR, VAR, VAR. And half the time, at least with England trying it out, VAR hasn't given the right call. Like, even here's an example with America. Uh, last year, the Red Bulls were playing Orlando City in um, Newark. And um, Kaka, who just retired, famous player for Orlando, jokingly, like, touched the face of one of the Red Bull players, which is a red card offense. The VAR ref said, yo, Kaka, just touch this guy's face. Go review it. The ref reviewed it and gave Kaka a red card. The Red Bulls were saying, don't give him a red card. Because he literally, like, they'd be like you and I joking and, like, say, like, I pushed you over and afterwards I, like, just skinned your face. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. they were laughing while it was happening, walking away. And the ref was like, oh, you got a red card. You touched that guy's face. It has a lot of, needs a lot of improvement. It seems like it's way too strict. It is way too strict. And again, half the time, it's just, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, good news, though. Under 100 days to the World Cup. Can't wait. Let's go. Let's go. I don't uh, Fox. I, Fox I'm, is pissed. USA is not in. <laughs> USA sucks. Um, I will be pulling for England. Currently, here are the odds. Germany and Brazil are currently the favorites at 9-2, to two, but Brazil might be without Neymar. Who knows? He sprained his ankle, um, and his current projected comeback day is 10 days before Brazil's first game in the World Cup. He'll be there. So it'll be a close call. I, I think he'll be there. Uh, France is at six to one. Spain is at fifteen to two. Argentina is nine to one. Belgium is twelve to one, and then the English are sixteen to one odd favorites to win this year's World Cup. And because why not? Panama, who knocked the United States out of the World Cup with that last second BS goal, where the player literally earlier in the game they had gotten like a last minute goal that should have been a foul, but in the middle of the game they literally pushed the ball into the net. And the ref's like, yeah, it's a goal. So, VIR. <laughs> 1,001 odd favorites to win the World Cup, Panama and Saudi Arabia. So, that'll be definitely interesting. Can't wait for that. Um, some Premier League updates. Arsenal loses four in a row, and I love every single minute of it. They're now 13 points off of the top four. It was the first time in the Arsene Wenger era. They lose four in a row. Wenger out is alive and well. I love it. It is so great. Arsenal suck. Um, Manchester City defeats Chelsea 1-0. Pep Guardiola begins to admit that Manchester City is soon to be title champions. They're 13 points clear. And how funny is this? I think it's hysterical, even though I don't want to see another team other than my own winning a championship, obviously. But if Manchester City wins every game from here on out, up until they play Manchester United in the Manchester Derby, if they would beat Manchester United, they would be clinching the Premier League trophy in Manchester United's stadium at Old Trafford, which I think would be hysterical. I hope that doesn't happen. To but... win a title in your rival's 
play, especially because I just hate Manchester United a lot, so I think it'd be Yeah, I, I kind of hate them right now, too. Yeah, well, because today, though, that was last week. Today, Manchester United defeated Liverpool today 2-1. to one. Some questionable refereeing calls were there. Maybe they could have used the VAR today, but who knows. But the main story was West Ham United de is defeated 3-0 by Burnley, and the club is now under investigation because after the game, not even after the game ended, in the middle of the game, Burnley scores makes it 1-0. And a fan runs onto the field. No one goes and takes care of the issue. A player, Mark Noble, literally body slammed one of the pitch invaders to get security to come and get him. Then it becomes 2-0 Burnley. Another guy runs onto the field, grabs the corner flag, and puts it at midfield. <laughs> Same thing. No security in sight. And then when it became 3-0 Burnley, more people ran onto the field. And a bunch of people stormed towards the owner's box, chanting and demanding that the owners and the board of West Ham leave because the club is in dire straits. Not in the relegation zone yet, but it was a crazy They're scene to it. see. Like, this violence, this, um, there was aggravated assault charges, people running onto the field in the middle of the game to protest the club's ownership. Oh, a little crazy. Um, yeah, but, this is England. Yeah, as is England. Uh, Champions League. Spurs can't hold on. So Spursy. They are up 1-0 on Juventus, 3-2 on aggregate, but then Juventus get two late goals in a matter of minutes to go to the Champions League quarterfinals. Didn't drink enough to forget that game on Wednesday when I had a snow day from home. Uh, Real Madrid easily handled Neymarless PSG to advance. PSG, I will argue, their season now is more of a failure than Arsenal's because Arsenal wasn't supposed to do anything great this year. I thought that they were going to be, you know, not awful, but like towards the bottom of the top six in England. PSG got Neymar, got Kylian Mbappe, made all these moves to win the Champions League. They're going to win the French League. League one sucks. It's awful. If PSG doesn't win, it's shocking. And they made all these moves and paid 200 million pounds to get Neymar and lost in the first round of 16. <laughs> so PSG season, big L. Uh, Manchester City lost to Basel in Champions League but advanced on aggregate as well as Liverpool. They went nil-nil with Porto, but they won 5 nothing in the first leg. So Liverpool will go to the round of eight. Let's go. The remaining ties, Roma will play Shakhtar. Uh, Shakhtar has the advantage there in the aggregate 2-1. United will host Sevilla. They're 0-0 on aggregate. So whoever wins that game advances. Um, Bayern and Besiktas. Bayern's up 5-0 on that. And then lastly, Barcelona will play Chelsea in a 1-1. And then our last little soccer talk. Got to talk about our local lads. Even though I talk crap about it all the time, it is good to have the MLS back. Our New York City started the season with a win. Let's go. At Sporting Kansas City, which is a place that is very hard to win. It is. So here are the odds to win the cup. Uh, Toronto is 7-2 to odds. They suffered a shocking 2-0 defeat at home to Columbus in the first week. Atlanta was defeated 4-0 by the Houston Dynamo. They're 8-1 to odds, as well as Seattle, who's 8-1. to They lost their first game, so we'll get into that in a second. Portland lost to LA Galaxy, their first game at 9-1 odds. The only team towards the top that's favored to win the MLS Cup this year that won their week one game was New York City FC, with 10-1 odds to win the title. New York City FC actually did something really cool last night. They did a 24-hour game, because you know how their whole talk is New York's a city that never sleeps? Yeah. They did a 24-hour soccer game. 
where they invited fans to come and play in our slots for 24 hours. Oh, and wow. it was like Team Villa against Team Vieira. And they had a 24-hour soccer game in the middle of Times Square. It was really cool. Um, big headline, LAFC kicks off as MLS's 23rd team, and they beat Seattle 1-0 in their first ever game. Will Ferrell was there, Nomar Garcia-Para, Mia Hamm, just the Magic Johnson, the All-Star. There's like 30 famous and rich people that own that team all together. Will Ferrell's face is going to be all over the MLS this year, dude. Um, but they play their first six games on the road um, while they're building the Bank of California Stadium, a bright, nice new little stadium right in downtown Los Angeles. They will be opening that stadium on April 29th against Seattle. Very nice. I'll be excited so, to watch that game. Yeah, it'll definitely be cool. I'm sure we didn't get to make it to a New York City game together this year. So, or last year. Last year. So, Did um you get free season tickets again this year? Uh, no, I, I made sure I canceled. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, that's it for a bunch of our sports talk. Again, um, tell, agree with me on why Arsenal sucks at wide open underscore sports. There's, there's no disagree. Just yeah. agree. Disag- <laughs> agree. Agree. Arsene Wenger, we want you to stay. Arsene Wenger, we want you to stay. Um, this week's questionable call. Talking about some March Madness. It is officially March. You have the conference championships rounding up, and the tournament will be unleashed tomorrow. Rick, my question for you is top three March Madness moments. So I was I was thinking about this, and then I saw your list, and I I mean this is very pathetic of me. I I can't pick I can't pick anything but your list. It's perfect. Your list is pretty much perfect. So not in any order. Um. I've got 1983 NC State win over Houston. Um, Jimmy V survived an advanced team when they won in J- the famous video of Jimmy V just running around the court. Can't find anyone to celebrate. He's just looking for someone to hug. Um, they were massive underdogs throughout the tournament and then ended up in beating Houston in the final. Uh, number two, Chris Jenkins' buzzer beater over UNC. Epic. That was, that was great. That was so much fun to watch. That was unreal. Just the reactions, everything about that game. It's it's something about a championship-winning buzzer beater. That, that's there's nothing like it. The list that I was reading through on a few websites didn't even have that moment in the top 25. That's interesting. But I, for me, that's got. I, I saw three. I saw in one or two of them. For me, it's got to be top three. And then uh, personal note, George Mason's Final Four run in 2006 was magical, unreal. Um, do you know who their coach was at that time? No. Their coach was current coach of Miami, Jim Laranaga. Oh, wow. I played with Laranaga's nephews in CYO basketball hmm. in 2006 when I was in eighth grade. They had um, two twin nephews that were in seventh grade, and we were all on the same basketball team. So the hype there. was all over George Mason. Yeah. You can bet that's all we were talking about because their uncle was the head coach. Um, eventually, we were, even, we were at like the league all-star dinner. They're like, oh, here come the Laranaga brothers. And by the way, their um, uncle's the coach George Mason, who's in the Final Four right now. So that that was special. I mean, people said VCU too. That was a magical run. But something was just about. I feel like VCU had always been around a yeah. little bit. George Mason came out of nowhere, and that was just a special story. I loved every moment of it. So, Rick, you agree with those? I 100. percent Wow. Nice. Nice. Let's jump into our final drive. First off, 
Dick Sporting Goods and Walmart to raise gun purchasing to 21 years old. Not yeah. a bad move. No, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. No, I definitely agree. I, with I that. mean, I I do I do believe in uh, hunting at a young age, but maybe maybe something like that will help prevent some of these things that are going yeah, on. Yeah, especially our way. I understand like purchasing. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, the owners of Seattle's potential NHL expansion team, which apparently has already sold out the maximum amount of pledge season tickets that they were supposed to sell if they wanted to impress the NHL, uh, looks like the NHL might be coming to Seattle, also wants to upgrade Key Arena to bring back the NBA. Dare I say the Seattle Supersonics are returning to the NBA. You can't, if, if they, I mean, if and when they do, like, you can't name it something else. It has to be the Supersonics. Yeah. It has to be the Sonics. Uh, what you got next? Uh, Fox is trying to bring the WWE to their networks. So we'll be having probably like Raw on Fox and then SmackDown on FS1 or something like that. That'd be pretty sick. I mean, they've they've been into something similar with like MMA. So it, I think that'd be a really good move for them. What you got next? Uh, up next, Johnny Manziel had finally released some of the details about the night that he wore a wig to Vegas and disguised himself as a guy named Billy. Everyone remember that when everyone knew it was him when he was out partying when he was supposed to be at um, rehab. Yeah. And yeah, he finally said, "Yeah, I kind of messed that one up." Um, as he's really coming to the forefront about his issues with bipolar disease and all these other things going on in his life, trying to make a comeback. Yeah, so it'll be him. interesting to see if Johnny Football does return. Uh, can I take this next one? Go ahead. Donnie Longball, Bag of Bones Jones, has retired from being the Eagles punter. Um, it's going out on top. Love the name. Um, he was famous this year. Remember the game that we went to when it was like negative three degrees and he ran onto the field with his sweatpants? Yes. And to throw off his sweatpants to go punt the ball and his sweatpants were just laying at midfield. Yeah, I remember that. So we, we were miss- there. Yeah. We will miss you, Bag of Bones Jones. Uh, ooh, finally. Yes, OBJ was caught on video eating pizza. Pizza party. Oh, that's not that bad. No. But he was also casually smoking a marijuana cigarette. Oh. <laughs> with a girl. Ooh, scandalous. Oh. And next to him was bunch of cocaine oh where he was likely to do a line next Ooh. possibly possibly alleged yeah, the video cut off alleged what you got next obj is holding blunts and l's while the eagles hold the lombardi trophy mm. what a time to be alive um diago the beast umahara and hajime Murderface taniguchi took on each other in the ultimate street fighter friendly video gaming challenge it was this huge deal out in the Asian continent where professional street fighting um, happens. Not real street fighting, but the video game street fighter. Um, it was two of the most legendary players of all time. They had never faced off against each other, and they did it just for fun. Like, you know, no trophies or anything attached to it. And the Beast Umahara defeated Murderface Taniguchi 10 games to 5. Very nice. Uh, next, Boston Red Sox announcers announce Yaki name will now be called Jersey Street after famous street name was protested after racial issues. Yes, um, Yaki was a slave owner. Ah. So people demanded that the street name be changed, so Yaki Way will now be known as Jersey Street. What you got next? 
Um, ESPN and Fox are both willing to pay Peyton Manning ten thousand a year to be a commentator for them. I would love to see <laughs> 10, Peyton That's it? 10,000? Maybe I think he's on I think you got that wrong. Maybe but, that was 100,000. 10,000? Fact check. Oh. I mean, it's not, it's not like Peyton Manning gets any more money. Here that is true, that. but 10,000? Let me see. All right. Um, uh, put on the uh, uh, the, the Jeopardy, the Jeopardy waiting music here. Uh, $10 million per year. <laughs> I wrote this script after a nap. Very nice, to lucky. But speaking of our feds, I would like to personally congratulate him. Ooh. He has won his lottery and will be running the New York City Marathon. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I just did it this year, being like, hey, I didn't get in last year, but I get in this year. It was literally a full send, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm really, really excited. Um, I'll begin training soon. Um, just getting, seeing a physical therapist at the moment, getting some things uh, that I have in my back straightened out. But once that's good to go, I will begin training, and I will run the New York Marathon on November 4th. Very nice, dude. Congrats. Hungry dogs run faster. And with that... Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah. And with that, we're going to close this out. Good job, Peds. Yeah, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening once again. We are happy to be back with you all. Again, you can check us out at WideOpen underscore sports on our Twitter feed to check us out. We will be back very soon with more. And also, don't forget that you can find us on SoundCloud at WideOpen Sportscast and subscribe to iTunes as well. You can get them right to your phone. And, I mean, what a perfect way to start a morning. Your morning commute could be listening to... The two best radio voices in New Hope, Pennsylvania. I'm Rick. I am Feds. Have a good night, everyone. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? Thank you so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.